What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the post-grad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. As you guys can see, if you're watching or just by the fact that Anya hasn't chimed in yet, I'm here by myself. It's only me recording, and that is because I'm doing my semester review, which is crazy. I still can't believe that the semester is over. I can't believe that I made it out alive, but here we are. So yeah, I'm going to take you through my semester. As you can tell by the title of this episode, you probably know that it was definitely a challenging semester, and I'll get into why and how and just all of that. But first, I do want to get into our segments. For my week in review, I wanted to talk about The Bachelor again. So this is episode two. So I think because of how our recording schedule is, we're technically like a week behind. Um, So yesterday, episode three would have aired, but I'm talking about episode two. In this episode, uh, Victoria is the worst. She's the absolute worst. And we do not like her at all. She's just, she's the classic, like the one that's going to rat out all the girls and be like, I'm the best one here. I'm here for the right reasons and no one else is. And she's just, she's, she's the perfect villain. Like she's your, your stereotypical villain for this show. So yeah, she absolutely has to go. Why she wore a black bra with that dress and then proceeded to have the bra out the entire time is just absolutely beyond me. But here we are. So yeah, she's the worst. Victoria's the worst. I predict that she'll be gone probably like week three or four. She's going to be one of those ones that kind of stays longer than you want her to, uh, but she'll be gone soon enough, hopefully. And then I love Brie. Brie had the first one-on-one date and she is just, she got this stereotypical hot tub makeout that The Bachelor is basically known for at this point. I love that for her. Also love Sarah. Sarah got the second one on one date and she's also the one that passed out at the end of the episode. Ended off there. We'll know in real time whether or not she was okay. I'm sure she was because the preview for the episode didn't like, it, it moved on. It didn't seem like anything too severe happened to her. So hoping she's okay. And then love Abigail. She's hands down my favorite. I want her to win. I think she's the best. If she doesn't win, I want her to be the Bachelorette because I think she'd make a really good Bachelorette. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling about the Bachelor right now. We'll see how it goes. Matt James is just nice to look at. So I guess, you know, regardless what happens with people like Victoria, he's just fun to look at. So that's what that's what I'm here for. But that's been my Bachelor review for the week. I hope you enjoy. If you like these, please let us know because I will stop talking about about The Bachelor, if that's not what anyone else wants to hear. I just like talking about The Bachelor, so I'm going to keep doing it until someone tells me to stop. But let's move into my favorite. So my favorite for this week is Miley Cyrus's new-ish album, Plastic Hearts. So I say ish because I actually don't know when this album came out. I know it was like tail end of 2020, I believe. But I had, I didn't even realize she had a new album until that song Plastic Hearts went like viral on TikTok. Everyone was using it. And then I saw she had a new album and I just hadn't had the chance to um, listen to it. I took a a Miley Cyrus Peloton ride because the Peloton does like artist themed rides sometimes. And there was a Miley Cyrus one and it was basically almost the entire like new album in the ride and it was so good. It was such a fun ride and the songs were like 
perfect for that ride. I listened to the album in full afterwards and I love it. There's so many bops on that album. It's so good. And I I think Miley's sound has like matured in a really nice way. And she just she makes good music. She has a really great voice, I think. Yeah. So my favorites right now are Plastic Hearts, Prisoner, WTF Do I Do. I love the Edge of Midnight remix. That one's amazing. I think that's all my favorites off the top of my head. But yeah, definitely listen to it if you like more like pop music or just are a fan of Miley in general and you haven't had the chance to listen to it go check it out. All right, so now we are going to get into the meat of the episode, which I am terrified <laughs> of. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was a time. It really was, and as you can tell, I'm not, if you're watching any video portions of this episode, I'm not wearing any makeup. I got a hoodie on because we're about to get real. We're about to get vulnerable, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to do my makeup here. <laughs> to be an emotional train wreck right now. So that's what I did. But yeah, I want to give a high level overview of the semester as a whole. And no, the title is not clickbait. I it was a it was a tough semester. It really was. And it all kind of culminated at the end during finals, which I will obviously get into. But before kind of getting into it, as you can probably tell, the tone of the episode isn't going to be the happiest of episodes that we've ever put out or that I've ever put out. I do want to say that I underwent my first semester of law school during a really, really weird and scary time. Not only was I completely online because of a pandemic, but there was also the Black Lives Matter movement was still in full force. And I obviously care so much about social and racial justice. And that's been a huge stressor for myself. So I can only imagine what it's like for the Black community. But that was on my mind. Of course, the election took place during this election week took place during this and the downfall of the Trump presidency took place during this. Like it was a tough semester, even if academically I felt okay, it still would have been a tough semester and probably one that I wouldn't have looked back on super fondly. So I think that contributed a ton to my overall stress and well-being. And my hope beyond hope is that any pre-law students listening to this, by the time you're in law school, it won't be like this at the very least you'll be in person taking class because I think that would have helped me a ton I said to someone that this semester being completely online it's all of the bad stuff of school all of the work all of the stress all of the test taking all the assignment doing all the class meetings and none of the fun stuff none of the seeing your friends in class none of the going and grabbing lunch with a friend None of the, you know, just rest and relaxation. It was a lot of sitting in my bedroom, doing my work, and going to bed. And that, as you can imagine, can feel really isolating and really just bad. It was just sad. So I'm not trying to fear monger any sort of pre-law students and tell you when you go to law school, this is exactly how your first semester is going to be and it's going to be terrible and awful. I genuinely think that from here on out, the 1Ls joining, like, you'll be fine it's just that my year kind of got screwed over with everything that's going on in the world. This is just my experience as a 1L doing online school. Take it with a grain of salt. It's a stressful time and I, I do want to emphasize that and I don't want to belittle that because it is a stressful semester, but also don't assume that just because I didn't have the best experience that that means that you also won't have the best experience. 
months. So I broke it down. I started by breaking it down into weeks and then towards the end of the semester I just broke it down by the month of November and final session because that's just what made the most sense in my brain. So bear with me on that. But so weeks one through four, honestly, they feel like a blur. I barely remember what happened. All I remember was being stressed, doing a lot of reading, like a lot of reading and just trying to figure out a routine and something that worked for me and that would have been sustainable for me. Spoiler alert, I didn't do the best job at it, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I had my infamous cold call in my first class, which I've talked about. I feel like I talk about it all the time because it still makes me anxious, but that was no fun. And that was obviously like a really abrupt wake up call for me on what I was getting myself into. And I think it definitely, I didn't, I wasn't super stressed about cold calling before starting law school. I just didn't think about it because like I had never had real issues participating in class discussions. I wasn't like the gunner always raising my hand and doing stuff like that in undergrad. But if no one was raising their hand and I knew the answer, like I would volunteer and like it was fine. I, I just never had issues participating in class. So I thought, oh, who cares? Like it's just participating in class except that you get called on. Like that's no big deal. But this kind of this first cold call really made me a lot more anxious and stressed out about being cold called in all my other classes and I remember every other time that I was cold called in my other classes I just was certain that like I did the whole thing wrong like the professor could literally tell me yep you that's right and I'd be like he's just he's just saying that to make me feel better <laughs> which is not a good mindset to have and then moving into week five which was around the end of September for a timeline this is when I had my very first midterm it was what's called a mock midterm a lot of at least a lot of my professors did this where they gave a midterm where you sat for it it was timed it was just like you were taking you know a normal midterm it, and it was graded in the sense of you got a score back on it but it didn't count towards your actual grade so you got to take this exam try it on for size get it an exam or get a grade back on it and get feedback on it without it actually affecting your grade which is good and bad I think because obviously you still want to do well no one wants to get to midterms and get a bunch of bad fake grades for lack of a better term and find out that they have to completely 180 their entire study plan. So yeah, I learned after taking this midterm that I am not the type of person who can talk about the exam after the fact because I found a lot of people would just talk about how they thought the exam went, what they thought the answer was on the exam, what they talked about on the exam. And as you can imagine, especially because it's an essay exam where you're given a fact pattern and then you write an essay answer, there's endless possibilities of ways to have answered this. And yes, there is, you know, in some cases, like I write in a row answer but you can explain it and analyze it in endless amounts of ways and so it doesn't do you any good first of all the exam's done so even if you're talking to someone about it and you find out that you did it completely wrong you already submitted it so there's nothing you can do about it and also just because someone put one thing like they could be the wrong one and you could be the one that's right you just never know so I learned that I do not want to talk about my exams and this is something that I'm going to carry with me probably for the rest of my life I just Anytime I'm taking an exam, I muted any notifications that would lead to people talking about the exam and I just pretended it didn't happen and I, I tried my best to move on. I will say though that after this and kind of learning 
this about myself and just like really realizing what I had gotten myself into with law school is kind of where the stress and that sort of downward spiral that I'm going to get into started because this is when okay I'm no longer adjusting to law school and now I have to put my feet to the fire and really see if I'm getting any of this at all and that is scary. <laughs> Moving into week six and eight I ended up having two more midterms. One of them was another one of these mock midterms where I took it under the same circumstances as a any other test but I and I got a grade back on it but it didn't count towards my actual grade or my actual GPA and then I took a and that was in my criminal law class. I don't know if I said that and then I took a civil procedure exam and this one did count towards my final grade. So that was obviously really stressful. The good news is, is that civil procedure, I will say, was like my saving grace throughout the semester. Every other class at one point, I felt so, I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to completely bomb this class in civil procedure, I can honestly say, was the one class that I was like, I don't think I'm going to bomb this. I think I have a, a pretty good footing on what's going on and I liked it the most honestly it was the class that I was the most excited for it had my favorite professor it was definitely like the one tiny bit of like passion for learning that I held on to throughout the semester for sure and I definitely would not have made it through the semester if I didn't have this more solid course so I guess tip number one if I were to give a tip like definitely try to find a course that interests you because I've always been the type that I need something that I actually care about to keep me going like I can't just go through the motions because it's what I have to do like I, I need to care or I'm not motivated to do the work that's just kind of a little aside I also submitted my first memo and listen I was an English major I have written far too many essays in my 23 years on this earth and for whatever reason my legal practice skills class which is like our legal research and writing class was not clicking <laughs> for me i don't know if it's just because it was online and the class doesn't transfer super well online but i felt like i was going in completely blind for this memo no idea what i was doing no idea what it was supposed to look like and yeah i felt like i was just winging it and so obviously that didn't lead to like a super good feeling when i submitted it because i was like well now i'm going to find out if i was actually winging it or if I was completely missing something. And so yeah, that I feel like that assignment was the one that probably like lingered with me the most until I got a grade on it because I just felt so uncertain and I felt so my ego was just kind of a little bruised because I was like I'm I'm a writer like this is what I'm supposed to be the best at so why isn't this stuff clicking for me it was just a little frustrating and I would say that this is around the time these weeks six through eight where I started to have like pretty significant feelings of doubt I actually went back into my journal the other day because as I've mentioned on the pod uh, one of my goals is to journal more and so I I kind of wanted to look back and see how I was doing it when I was doing it very sporadically throughout the semester and it was around this time that I wrote that I just felt I didn't want to put in all of this work to end up somewhere that I don't love and to regret not taking a chance on something that could have been great because I was too scared to do it um which again I'll kind of flesh that out a bit later in the episode but that's kind of the first time that I had these doubts of am I really doing the right thing by going to law school or am I just here because it looks impressive or because I didn't want to get a job out of college or because I didn't think I could get a job out of college and I will say that this is kind of when I started really longing for the days where I was really passionate about a what I was learning. I've mentioned before, I think that I am just such a nerd in the sense of I love school. I 
loved going to class. I loved doing assignments and doing readings and learning. Like I just always found something to love in every single class I took. And I especially was super, super passionate about the things that I was studying in undergrad. I mean, I was taking courses in media analysis and argument and persuasion and journalism of all forms. I took a broadcast journalism class and ran around my campus with a camera and like stuff that really was out of my comfort zone but that I loved and the work was never the work was hard but it never felt hard because I wanted to do it if that makes sense and I really missed that feeling I really missed feeling motivated solely by wanting to learn and wanting to get better at what I was doing as opposed to being motivated by the fact that I had to learn this stuff or I wouldn't do well on my finals, if that makes sense. And overall, I think especially the month of October um, is kind of just when I really didn't feel like myself anymore. And I definitely struggled with like imposter syndrome in the beginning of the semester. I personally felt like, and I don't have raw data to support this or anything like that, but I personally felt like there were way more people, at least in my section, that had worked before coming to law school as opposed to going straight through like I did. I just started to wonder if I should have allowed myself to work before coming to law school. So that way, number one, I was super sure that it's what I wanted to do. And I got to just live a life outside of being a student before going back to it. Because at this point in my life, the only thing that I really know how to do is be a student and do homework and go to class and do assignments. And I don't know if I'm partially just burnt out from like that lifestyle as a whole and whether or not like working and taking some time for myself would have helped me solidify what area of law I'm passionate in. I don't know. I'm kind of spitballing here but I basically just didn't feel like me. I felt like that kind of passionate learning aspect of myself, getting to hang out with my friends, do the things I love, was all taken away from me, whether it was because of law school, because of the pandemic, whatever it may be. And I just didn't feel like myself. I felt like I was just kind of a robot going through the motions to get through the semester. So then weeks nine through 10, this is kind of the end of October, is this is kind of another blurry part of the semester for me. I don't remember anything super significant. I got my Civ Pro grade back for my midterm and it was good. I was super happy with it and it just kind of solidified like, okay, yep, Civ Pro is my ride or die class right now. That's great. I will say it was also around this time though. So, you know, I'd gotten these midterm grades back and I I did pretty well on them. Um, and was really proud of myself and was like, okay, cool. Like I I must be understanding something if I'm like at this benchmark doing well. And then a professor of mine, she had no idea. I didn't tell her my grades or anything like that. So it's not like she was trying to like make me feel bad. I want to, you know, emphasize that. We were just chatting and uh, she, this was for a class that didn't give us grades. It gave us points, but not like the actual letter grade on the curve for the midterm. And she was like, I just feel like the letter grade right now isn't going to serve you. And I've always found that people who do well on their midterms end up doing bad on their finals. And I was like, ah, Oh, cool, 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 awesome. I did, in fact, just do well on my midterms. So at that moment, I was like, great. I went in too far at the beginning and now I'm gonna do horrible on my finals and this is terrible and this is awful. And of course, you know, like I said, she wasn't meaning it directly at me. And obviously I'm sure there's some people who do well on their midterms and bad on their finals. I'm sure there's people that do bad on their midterms and well on their finals. And I'm sure there's people who do well at both. In fact, as I'll get into, 
I was one of those people. So I really shouldn't have taken her words to heart and just trusted myself and my academic ability. But obviously when you're stressed out about 10 million other things, just adding that to the pile didn't really help. I did get my memo grade back at this point and this was kind of the... I don't want to say reality check of this semester, but I wasn't happy with my memo grade and I knew I could have done better on the memo and I didn't understand why it just wasn't clicking in my head at the time, but I definitely felt really discouraged by that grade and I felt a lot of pressure to do well on my remaining assignments in that class, which we're all research-based and as an English major, I did like next to none when it comes to research because your, your research is the book you're reading or the interviews that you take or you know what I mean? But it's not like actively searching for documents and sources and things like that, at least not in this way. It didn't feel like the same thing to me, even if some of the skills that I learned in undergrad were transferable, I wasn't making that connection. And so I was really stressed out about that class. And at this point in time, someone also gave me the advice that this class like should be treated like more importantly than my doctrinal classes, which are like your standard lecture classes. And I was like, well, cool, because that's the class that I feel like I have absolutely no footing in, but it is what it is, I guess. And at this point, I just really was feeling certain that I was heading down the wrong path. I felt a little depressed and just couldn't believe that I had to keep going with the semester. I just, I, I didn't know what to do at this point. I just kind of felt hopeless. I felt like I had no idea what I had actually gotten myself into and I regretted getting myself into it. And I wished that I had taken time off between graduating and starting law school. That's kind of when that feeling really kind of sunk in uh, and stuck with me for a little bit. It wasn't just like a fleeting thought that I had with, you know, the stress of it all. With November, this is kind of what is considered the start of final season. Now, I did not take my first final exam until December but as you can imagine, when you have one exam at the end of the semester, it is a cumulative exam. You need to study everything that you've learned through the semester. And law school, you learn a shit ton. <laughs> like You learn so much <laughs> in one semester of law school. It's actually insane. And you need to know it all. And not only do you need to know it, but you need to be able to actually apply it. So it's not just like a memorizing of, you know, what is the doctrine of waste? It's what is the doctrine of waste? And also, how do you apply it to this set of facts? if you were a practicing lawyer and this was your client. So you need to have a deep understanding of the material that requires a lot of time, a lot of studying, a lot of practice. And so that's why kind of November is the start. You need at least that month to really start to dive in, review your materials, make sure you're not missing anything in your notes and in your outlines and see where you're not getting that deep understanding, see where you don't feel like you can actually apply the law before you. So I obviously started going back, reviewing, tightening up my outlines. I personally chose to outline throughout the semester. Some people choose to do it all over Thanksgiving break. Some people will do it like bi-weekly, kind of just find something that works for you. I personally liked doing it. I did it every Friday and I just found that that helped me keep up with it. And by the time that the finals period came around, the bulk of that work was done and I didn't have to worry about it. I also went to a lot of office hours, both my professors and my TAs. If it wasn't for my TAs, I literally, I don't even know what would have happened if I didn't have TAs. Like, <laughs> I don't know what would have happened. Don't want to know what would have happened because they saved my whole life. Yeah, and I attended my TAs. I don't know if every law school does this or if it's just mine, but I attended weekly review sessions and I honestly, from the beginning of the semester, told myself that I wasn't going to miss a single review session. So they were held every week by my TAs for my doctrinal classes 
And I have them in my Google calendar as if they were another class session because they saved my life. Like if you take anything away from this as a pre-law student or even a 1L going into their next semester, if your TAs have review sessions, go to them. They saved my life. (laughs) I can't even believe it. I want to buy all my TAs like gifts because they're the reason that I'm like able to actually record this episode and not be having a full-fledged mental breakdown while talking about it. Then... I obviously from reviewing and going over the material in this way, I started to realize what I knew and I also realized what I didn't know and I just kind of became really overwhelmed by what I didn't know and felt like I was running out of time and that I wasn't going to be able to learn everything that I needed to know by the time I needed to know it. I just didn't, I, this is when I really started to think, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off and I've kind of, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast But, you know, I always did well, especially in undergrad. Like I said, I just, I found my hook. I found my niche. I found exactly what I wanted to study and what made me excited to study. And because of that, my grades reflected that. And I did really well, which I'm very, very proud of. But even then, I just always felt like it wasn't because I actually was doing the work and was smart enough. I just felt like I was lucky and that I kept getting lucky and... At this moment, I was like, well, my luck is running out. Like, I'm no longer just going to be the lucky one that somehow always pulls it off and pulls out the grade and does well. Like, I just felt like this is the time that I'm going to get a real big hit to my ego because so much of myself, like I said, I only really know how to be a student. So, so much of my self-worth is based in my academic performance, which is a problem in and of itself. Something, again, I'll get into at the end of the episode, but that's, that's how I felt. I thought this is it. This is going to this is going to be my downfall and I'm going to perform very poorly on these finals and I'm going to have to figure out how to pick myself up from there. At the same time in November, I was also working on internship applications, which as you can imagine, applying for legal internships is a very um, formal process. It takes a lot of work, a lot of cover letter writing, a lot of editing of writing samples, resume building, all of that stuff. So it took a, it took a lot of time. It really did. It was kind of like its own final almost in and of itself. And I also was working on my final memo, which like I said, I was really stressed out about this memo. I put a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on myself to do well on this memo because I was so unhappy with my first grade that I thought I had to nail this one or my life was over. which is what which is dramatic I I understand that I'm a dramatic person but that's just how I felt and I would say that between all of this review and stress with the review working on these internship applications and working on my memo by the end of November I was just completely burnt out and completely stressed and in desperate need of a break But unfortunately, there was no break on the other side because it was just finals. Finals happened right after the end of November. Like I said, my first one was December 3rd. My Thanksgiving break, I took Thanksgiving day off. But all the other days I was working eight plus hours a day studying. And it was just, it was a lot. And I did burn myself out and I didn't do a good job of maintaining my work-life balance like I should have to prevent myself from burning out. But I do think this burnt out feeling or this burning myself out, I think was the number one cause of my kind of demise throughout finals. (laughs) Let's get into it. I need a freaking sip of my coffee because this... Oh girl, I'm like not even ready. This is where if I... This might be the first time that Anya or I cry on the pod. Finals, for whatever reason, 
in law school, it's still called finals week, but that's a big fat lie because it is in fact two and a half weeks <laughs> of finals. So I titled this session finals session because that just feels more appropriate. So these truthfully were some of the worst mental health days I've probably ever had in my life. And I'm really not saying that to be dramatic or to over-exaggerate. I genuinely believe that. I, in total, ended up studying more than 130 hours for my four exams. So actually, I'm not bad at math. So someone who's good at math is going to be like, Kylie, that's very obviously this number. But I'm going to look it up. Okay, so I spent roughly 33-ish hours studying for each exam. I will say that I studied more for my contracts exam than any of the others, and I think I studied the least for my criminal law exam, and that I don't really have a rhyme or reason why. I think that's just from what I recall how it ended up working out. Yeah, so as I said, I was completely burnt out at this point. Very, very stressed. Very, very unsure if this was even what I wanted to be doing with my life and whether all of this work and stress and anxiety was going to be worth it in the end. And then, so when you're already feeling like that and you have a 130-hour study hill to climb, I just lost it. I lost it. And on the day of my first final, which was my property final, I had a complete breakdown, like really, really bad breakdown. And I almost didn't take my exam because I, at that point I was like, nope, screw this. I'm dropping out. This is awful. I would never, ever, ever want to put myself through this. I'm dropping out of school, so I'm not taking this exam. Now, you're not allowed to drop out of law school during the finals period because I'm willing to venture that I'm not the first person who said, you know, I'm just going to drop out instead of take this exam. So my mom was like, listen, just take the exam, see what happens. If you're going to drop out, then who cares what you get on the exam? You just take it. So I did end up taking the exam, but when I tell you, I mean, I had the withdrawal forms pulled up and ready. I, yeah, in that moment, I was like, fine, I'll take this exam. But the second that exam period is over, I'm dropping out. And that's going to be the end of that. Yeah. So from there, like I said, I didn't really have a choice. I had to keep going with my finals. And so I would basically study 30 plus hours, like you saw around 32-ish hours for each exam take the exam and then cry because I was convinced that I had failed it. I just felt like nothing was sticking. I felt like when I took these exams, my actual knowledge wasn't even reflected and I felt like my actual knowledge wasn't even good enough. So if that even wasn't being reflected in my exam answers, then I was screwed. And I was just so exhausted and felt so... It was a very unrewarding experience. I don't know if unrewarding is a word, but like, you know how you'll study really, really hard and work really hard towards something and you'll turn it in or you'll take the exam and you'll feel like, yeah, cool. Like, I feel good about that. I feel like I did my best. I feel like I put my best work forward and it's great. I never had that feeling. I was doing all of the work, if not more than I've ever done before and leaving feeling worse than ever about the exams. Towards the end of my finals week, my last final was a 24-hour take-home, meaning that the exam went live, I think at 9.30 in the morning, and we had till 9.30 the next day to turn in the exam. And the whole idea is that the exam is still designed to take three hours, which is how long all my other finals were. So it's still designed to take three hours. You just have tw a 24-hour window to do it so that if you have issues with Wi-Fi or finding a place to do it, just like logistical things. But obviously because law school is graded on a curve and how well your classmates do 
does directly impact your own grade. I would bet money that someone took the full 24 hours working on this exam or at the very least spent 20 of the 24 hours and got four hours of sleep or something like that. I don't even know. But there's a lot of pressure. And personally, this exam was two essay questions. And the first essay, I genuinely believe that I completely got wrong. I did not see what the professor was trying to get us to talk about. And anything I did see was what was on our midterm. So I especially felt like I was missing something because I was like, there's no way that he's basically redoing our midterm for us. Like that'd be too easy. Second essay I did feel really good about. And that one I was like, yep, this is, I know exactly what he's trying to get us to talk about. And I felt good about it, but I ended up completely shutting down during these 24 hours. I spent probably five of it laying on my couch, just like burned out. Like I guess it's the best like way to describe this. I just felt so hopeless and like I did all of this work and it's gonna amount to absolutely nothing and I don't even know if I want it to amount to anything because I don't know if this is what I want and I just shut down and I ended up you know finishing out my answers for the exams not or for the questions not feeling the best about them I slept three hours that night because I couldn't fall asleep and I ended up waking up at 4 30 in the morning and submitted the exam at 4 30 in the morning because I just needed it to not I needed it to be over at that point. And at that point, I just kind of, you know, I, I was on winter break. And so I just tried to shut out the whole semester and everything that happened. And I was pretty convinced that I was going to drop out. So yeah, that that's the semester in a nutshell. I do have some like kind of takeaways or just kind of where I'm at now. Because again, I'm really, I'm not trying to fear monger anyone. I'm not trying to say the law school is the worst and no one should do it. And this is insane and awful and terrible. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. And I know people who I'm sure are looking back at the first semester and being like, that was the best time of my life. And kudos to them. I just want to be super, super honest about kind of where I was at throughout the semester and where I'm going now because that's what this whole podcast is about, right? So for like kind of an overall review, I identified four things that I think really contributed to that kind of end of semester breakdown that I ended up having. So first, I've said it before, I will say it again, I was burnt out completely burnt out. I burnt myself out before, you know, that sweet spot of the two weeks that you really have to push it to the limit, <laughs> like Gorbin Blue. I did not do a good job with maintaining a work-life balance, especially as the semester went on. I would say probably like after that first midterm, which bear in mind was only the end of September, so only what, a month in to school, that's when I started to really slip on maintaining a work-life balance. And I think the biggest mistake that I made was that even when I gave myself a day off, even when I gave myself breaks, all I did was think about law school. All I did was worry, should I be doing this? Should I be working on this? Are other people working seven days a week? Are other people allowing themselves this many breaks? Am I going to fail because I keep giving myself a break? Just like stuff like that. And it's one thing to be doing law school work all the time, but it's not relaxing to do law school work 90% of the time and then worry about law school the other 10% of the time. So I wasn't feeling at all refreshed by any breaks or time off that I was giving myself because all I was doing was thinking about law school still. So it, it didn't feel any different really. And that's something that I really, really, really need to work on just overall in life. Like that's not a way to live, to constantly be thinking about something. That I think was like number one biggest downfall 
for me. And then second, I was obviously stressed out and felt a lot of pressure. And this is probably like the most normal. Like even if I do everything right, this is still going to be like a factor that leads to stress and anxiety throughout the semester. And I know that. I mean, it's happened every single semester since I've been alive. But this first semester is notoriously really hard, especially for law school, especially because your grade is determined by one final exam at the end that's graded on a curve. So half of it is controlled by you and the other half isn't even really controlled by you. And that can feel really discouraging and stressful. And I was just so nervous because I didn't have any sort of real benchmarks to go off of, or at least I didn't feel like I had any real benchmarks to go off of to determine whether or not I was actually grasping the information and would come out on the other side feeling like my exam reflected what I knew. And it put a lot of pressure on that th one three-hour exam for each class to be perfect and to do it all correctly. And then third, and I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, we're in a pandemic. We had a historic election <laughs> in the States during my first semester social and racial or the fight for social and racial justice and social and racial injustice was literally all around us during this semester and it's stressful and it's worrisome and it's scary and obviously I mean if I'm in law school I care a lot about things like that. I care a lot about politics and about our election process and I care a lot about keeping people safe in this pandemic. I care so so much about social and racial justice that it can be consuming. And I think especially the pandemic led to an extra feeling of isolation and feeling like I, even if I wanted a change of scenery, I didn't, couldn't really access one. I had to do work from my room and I couldn't even really see my friends on my days off. So I just spent a lot of time in my bedroom feeling really alone and like I couldn't escape the semester. And then lastly, I think I do have a genuine doubt as to whether law school is the right choice for me. And I'm sure I'm not the first one to do this. I'm sure I'm not the first one to think this way. After all, I'm 23 years old. And if any 20, 20 something is telling you that they have it all figured out and they know exactly what they want to do, they're lying. Because even if they have some semblance of an idea, none of us know exactly what we want to do at this point in our lives. And we need to normalize that. But yeah, so as an English major in undergrad, the number one question I got asked was, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with an English degree? And law school gave me an answer to that question because no one really questions you when you say, well, I'm going to law school, especially when you get good grades and you're a good student. People are like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And I've just, I've always been a dive in, like I'm all in type of person where if I decide I'm going to do something, I go in and I commit to it. And so the same thing happened with law school. A professor told me, hey, I think you would, you know, fare well in law school. I think you could find it really helpful and um, you could be really good at it. And so I was like, cool, I have my answer and I'm going all in. I'm going to law school, baby. And I wish I almost took some time to, again, just kind of take some time off from school and really figure out what type of law lawyer I would want to be, whether or not law school is the right path for me, whether or not paths related to law but that didn't require law school would have also been feasible, just done more time and not been so quick to put a band-aid over 
what I was going to do with my English major. And I also, on that note, don't want to regret not taking my undergrad degree seriously because I think a lot of the time people, like I said, would just ask, what are you going to do with an English major? So much so that I was convinced that I couldn't do anything with that degree on its own. And in hindsight, I don't think that's true at all. I know that's not true because of everyone in my major, I think I'm the only one not using it. And so that kind of really sunk in. And I started to wonder, like, did I just allow people telling me I couldn't do it to get to my head? And could I have a successful career in the more writing, communications, journalism aspect? Because I, I don't want to look back even two years from now and be like, I regret going to law school. I should have tried X job. I should have tried to be a journalist. I should have looked into master's programs for editorial writing. Like, I, sh I just don't want that for myself. I want, I'm the type of person that needs to love their career and I need to feel fulfilled by it. I can't, I don't see work as just something to get the bills paid and I can do my passions on the outside. I want to love what I do. So that kind of leads me into winter break and I call this the now what section. So over winter break, I have been doing a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of sleeping, a whole lot of Netflix watching, a whole lot of riding the Peloton, which I guess isn't nothing. That's pretty productive. But yeah, I've just been like tuning out law school. I applied for one program through my school because the due date was due during this break period. But other than that, I've done literally nothing law related. And I love that. I did reach out to two kind of mentor figures in my life. I re reached out to a professor from my undergrad who I worked really, really closely with in undergrad, had a few classes with him, had my capstone with him, and I started a lifestyle magazine on campus with this professor. I also reached out to my boss from my main undergrad internship, who I also got really close with while working with her. I do want to share kind of the overall advice that I've been given from these two, because I think, like I said, a lot of people don't know what they want to do, and this doesn't even like have to be applied to people who are in law school or in some sort of school and think they need to drop out. Even if you're thinking you're at a job and you, you want to kind of switch courses and look into different industries and things like that, I think this could be really helpful advice. I know it brought me a lot of comfort and I'm taking it very seriously. So I was told to think about future Kylie, future me, and all the versions that I would love for her to be and ask myself if any of those versions would be impossible to achieve if I decided not to go through with law school. So if there's a version of me that I see at my happiest and it requires her to go to law school and I don't want to lose that version of myself, I should see it through. But if I don't necessarily think that I have that there's a future version of Kylie that absolutely has to go to law school in order to, you know, have her career goals met and to be happy and to be successful, I should look into other paths as well. And I think that was a really great analogy to kind of get the wheels turning and something that I've been asking myself and been journaling about a lot. Another piece of advice, and I think this goes for just a lot of things, even to like introduce yourself to a field, is to talk to other people. Talk to as many people as you can. Ask them about the prospects in the industry. Ask them about whether they change their career path or whether this particular industry sees a lot of people who do choose to change their career path. And ask yourself, at least for me, whether a JD or, you know, insert applicable degree um, could still lead you to a career in non-legal fields or whether not going to law school can still lead you to a legal type of career, even if it's not being a lawyer. Just asking yourself those questions, asking other people those questions, and then at 
the end of the day, you're still building a network, regardless of what you choose. You still have built a network and you've had a nice, genuine, honest conversation with someone so that you're building that relationship from a professional level as well. And then lastly, and this is kind of where this next section kind of takes off is over a couple of weeks, mentally convince yourself you're taking a certain path and see how that path feels. I'm obviously going to do my work, do my reading, like not take this super literally, but while I'm doing my work, tell myself, well, this is my last semester of law school and after this, I'm going to drop out and I'm going to do X, Y, Z and have this career and see how it feels. If it feels scary or wrong, then maybe it's not the path. If it feels relieving or exciting, it's worth kind of biting into and seeing why it's exciting. So that's kind of the advice that I was given. And then from a, like what my plan is moving forward, I did well on my finals, well enough that I want to give this next semester a shot, see if focusing on my work-life balance a little bit more and having the knowledge that I did well my first semester will hopefully lead to confidence next semester and a little less anxiety and doubt as far as my academic performance. I am seeing a therapist now, which I'm not at all trying to say that you need a therapist if you're gonna be in law school, but I have heard from a lot of people that it's helpful and I'm excited to start the semester with someone to talk to and a, a non-biased person that I can just let everything out to and get some action items from to help with my personal anxiety and stress. Yeah, and I'm gonna try that like mentally convincing myself of other paths and see how it goes. I'm gonna continue to work with this professor to look into other possible programs I could go into or even to look into kind of freelance work to have something to work on that fuels that passion and gives me like a creative outlet when I need it. But we will see. I'm going, actually Anya had the idea of throughout this semester kind of just picking up the mic and recording when I feel so inclined so that by the end I have kind of like a snip bits from throughout the semester to like put together as my semester review. Um, so let me know if you think that's a good idea or a particularly bad idea. I think I am going to do it. I think even if you guys don't see it, it could be cool to have for myself or just even to have when making this episode at the end of next semester. But I will definitely keep you guys updated on how this semester goes. I'm kind of looking at it as not my last shot, but I want to take the semester and figure out whether or not all of the stress and anxiety and doubt I felt was because I was stressed about doing well and unsure if I was going to do well or whether it was coming from a true genuine place of I don't think this is the right path for me and go from there. So yeah, that is everything that I have for this semester review. Again, I'm sorry that it is a bit on like the Debbie Downer side, but it was hard and I want to be honest with you guys. I'm proud of myself because I didn't cry. <laughs> Love that. But yeah, I want next semester to be much better. I'm believing when I say I'm going to do everything in my power to make it better, but it's kind of up to me now to figure out if this is the right path for me or not. So you guys are going to hear me throughout the journey. I'm sure a lot of my weekend reviews will be surrounded around this very topic now that I've kind of filled you guys in. And yeah, and if anyone is looking into law school or has applied to law school and committed for next year, like I said, take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt. I'd be more than happy to talk individually about um, aspects of the semester because it wasn't all bad. And yeah, so I'll be back next Tuesday with Anya again, and I will chat with you guys then. Bye, guys. Bye.